In a land of too large furniture and a time of harsh reality, the destiny of a mediocre podcast rests on the shoulder of three dudes. Its name, Four Seasons in a Funeral. Today, we're talking about Season 5, Episode 6 of Merlin, The Dark Tower. My name is Nick, and joining me today are Charlie and David. I'm Charlie. I'm David. Hey, audience. Uh, why has it been the same order all this time? I don't know. We've mixed it up. I'm, what do you mean? Hey, yeah, I, I, just mean I did three outro episodes, last time. So I think this order. No, no, no. I did I, nothing last time. I did oh, outro did last, last time. time. Okay. Yeah, we've mixed it up. These oh, are, chill, okay. dude. These are pinned, yeah. Nick. It's just been you doing intro or outro for the last, like, four <laughs> It's not our fault you're bad at the game. I'm trying to play the game. I, I did the game right to start, but you guys like figured out the meta. Now I'm fucked. Hey, audience members from like the late 90s, early 2000s, you just lost the game. Oh, fuck right Boom. off, you piece of shit. I don't oh, participate man. in the game because I saw a Twitter post that said, I am freed from the game. So, you know. Should just I time Charlie out of the server? We keep, you can. Great. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what do our good friend Craig will think about I will that, ruin you know. my audio. I will fuck <laughs> this audio so bad that it will be. Why would you do that? I will embed a fork bomb into my audio. I don't know how yet, but I'll do it. Interesting. I will zip my audio, and you won't know if you should unzip it or not. Oh no! I have. I have no clue. Uh, this is this is random, but sort of Merlin related. I have no idea why the like Merlin fandom site like serves the just like most insane ads to me this time. This time it's not insane. It just picked it, not my language. It's, I just... assume whoever's still buying ads on the Merlin fandom site is not like the most uh, rich or dis- uh, discerning person. See, I have questions for my YouTube ads. Because I'm getting French YouTube ads a lot on my TV. Oh, you guys have fucked up oh, your algorithms. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll get, I'll, get, I'll get a bunch of French ads for like a week or something, and then it'll fix itself. Ooh, Great. that's Japanese? I don't Chinese. know. It's for yeah, Fido, that's though. All, that's 35 that's bucks for, to eat that dog <laughs> and get a beach <laughs> ball. Nope. <laughs> that's a good then deal. What is the ad for, then, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm assuming it's a cell phone plan. I'm assuming it's a cell phone plan. All right, David, tell us what that ad is. Cell phone or dog meat? <laughs> I don't know. Damn it. I can't read it. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, t- talk about dogs. Uh, I, I I went and visited my parents this weekend, and I uh, got to go hang out with my parents. Not, not quite puppy anymore. She's, she's, she's like a full-grown, like, small dog. That um, fucking video was so cute. Yeah, I was just gonna talk about that. We found we found a balloon. Uh, it had a jigglypuff on it, which is not visible from that. Uh, from that, but yeah, it had a jigglypuff on it, which was fantastic. Just like floating in a river, and I was like, "All right, that balloon should not be in the river. It should be, you know, in the garbage." Uh, get it out of the river. Um, girlfriend, my girlfriend, like throws the balloon like up to me, and uh, or the, the dog Lucy. Uh, she, I don't care about doxing a dog. Oh my god, I uh, can't believe you just doxed your dog, dude. I, I doxed, I doxed a dog, holy shit. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe it. Anyways, uh, Lucy, Lucy boops it with her nose up to me, at which point we then started playing, uh, like, booping the balloon, and she would just jump up, like, straight up in the air audience, and 
uh, just like boop the balloon high up in the air, like knowing the game, like keep the balloon off. It was incredible. It, it was, was so much fun. So cute. So good. She did eventually pop it, and then we had to chase her away from it, so she didn't eat it. But it was great while but. it lasted. It was like a solid like three minutes of that. It was, it was great. Um, yeah. Outside of that, uh, I haven't done too much. Went and saw an ultimate frisbee game. Um, man, that is still a grassroots organiza- organization. The like pro scene in uh in like the North America, but it exists, I guess. You get to play Frisbee. I do. I did get to play at that game. Those people were way better than me. <laughs> My brother oh. did get to uh, grab a grab a, a, a game disc, though, because um, it rolled Sick out dog. of the stadium. <laughs> Sick. So we just picked it up and ran. Well, as we left, we were like, all right, cool. Let's go see if that disc is still there. It was. He's like, yoink, mine. <laughs> it was great. It was a good time. Uh... What have you guys been up to? David, how's your life been? Um, I've been preparing to go on vacation because hey. we are going to a friend's wedding this weekend, the three of us. Um, and then I will be staying later with another one of our friends there, just hanging out. And then I've also been panicking about homeownership <laughs> and trying Hooray. to like figure shit out. Enjoy. Yups. It's just oh. trying to get money ready, trying to plan buying like furniture and stuff, and then also needing to figure out like uh, utility payments and internet and yeah, a lot of fun things to. I remember mm-hmm. when we were talking to our lawyer, and they're like, "Okay, cool. So for our next meeting, you guys have home insurance set up, right? Because I'm going to need that policy number." And we're like, "Uh, we will absolutely not." <laughs> Didn't know we needed that before we purchased the house, but okay. Um, and then, yeah, thankfully you can do that shit online now. I almost want to say I'm glad that I have the convenience of the modern age, but I sure would like the affordability of, like, the 90s. Oh, dude, being able mm. to, like, have a nuclear family on one income and own a home, that sounds fucking great, my dude. I wish. <laughs> like, ugh. Die. One I'm day. Like, one day I will be able to afford. Just, just, just move to my town. Internet predators oh, is what I'm no. looking at and trying to figure out. <sighs> Would you like Charlie, the I Rogers know. subsidiary or the Bell subsidiary? Yep. That's my only option. How about the Telus subsidiary through another Telus subsidiary? We're like, my ISP was bought by Kudo, which is just Telus's budget brand. And I'm kind of confused as to how a shell company is buying a shell company. And like, ugh, I don't like it. I just need to switch providers. It's nonsense. There's a fiber company. Who are you with right now? I'm with Start, but I need to switch because there's a fiber company. I was looking at Tech Savvy. I had good experiences with Tech Savvy. The only reason I switched to start was price. Tech Savvy was entirely fine when I used it. Just, I hate this. I hate how, like, adult, adult. this energy is. <laughs> yep. Like, that's what I hate. I hate that I need to go talk to a lawyer and then figure out how to pay for utilities. And I'm like, ugh, was, so old. Was dress shopping for that wedding with the fiancé 
last week. Oh, yeah, weekend. what are you guys wearing, by the way? Oh, I got to figure that out. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, really, she found a very beautiful dress. It looked very nice on her. And she was like, I don't know if I like it. I'm like, what don't you like about it? She's like, it looks too adult. And I'm like, eh, yeah, <laughs> we're on the wrong side of 25. We'll be 30 soon. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? <laughs> You are an adult. You own a home. <laughs> like you're you're going to be 28 soon here, babe. How much more of an adult do you think you could be? We at have this point? a mortgage. You have a pension like this is where <laughs> we're at in life. Uh yeah, for wedding attire though, I I I asked you David and you said full suit and I think you're going to die. I just yeah, I'm worried it's gonna be so hot. The weather for that weekend last time I checked was 26. I'll be fine. Uh, what did I'll they live. did they say? What semi formal? Okay, they said semi formal. So I'm either gonna go mean? slacks, dress shirt, and tie, or slacks, dress shirt, no tie, and a sports blazer. Because that is what I comes up when sports, I I might go sports blazer. I have a nice. Dark blue sport, can, sports jacket I can wear. I think I was with you when you bought that blazer. Yeah. <laughs> what? Nick, <laughs> you can't just post this shit. What Nick, the fuck? why aren't you focusing on our conversation? What no, David, doing? this is more important. <laughs> is it? Uh, Pepsi Colachup. That looks horrendous. Will this be this? available? Is launched in celebration of July 4th. Okay, fair, but where? David, How do I get this? One day only David, on July be, 4th. You will be in America for July 4th. You nope. can find this. It's only at Chase Field in Phoenix, Yankee Stadiums in New York City, Target Field, Comerica Park in Detroit. We can go to a Tigers game. I mean, oh, you're no. not going to be there unless you're going to come back down. Let me just post this in our other Discord and at oh, Potato. Audience, I'm sorry. I got distracted while they were talking about stuff, uh, like the too too much adult stuff, and I went and found something that was not adult at all, which is Pepsi's making a condiment, which isn't okay. It's so not okay. I want oh, it. I I hate everything about it. Like, yeah, it's horrible, this, but I want it. This this reminds me of that time. This reminds me of that time that uh, Salt went and got the ketchup pops. Oh, I'm so glad they actually went to go. Oh, get my God. It. They're playing hilarious. the athletics, too. So tickets will be cheap. Hey, do you want to come to America? On we, the we can get behind home plate for like 90 bucks max. <laughs> do you want to? You're not going to be there. You're, You're not gonna going to be back. there. Carly. I know, but like we can figure this out. Guys, <laughs> we could do this. Listen, listen, this is definitely I something am... that I could do with Potato and Storm. Like, Listen, I am not doing this, but if David ends up doing this and like posts a video of him eating it, it'll be great. Third base line, 60 bucks a ticket. Oh, you could go, David, you could go get yourself a baseball while you're at it. It'd be great. <laughs> Uh, first baseline Listen, also sure. sixty bucks a ticket. Like row two, easy. Like David, that that's that's right there. the the guy The guy catches the ball when it's like a foul, and instead of throwing it back, you're like, "Hey, I'm eating, I'm eating the Pepsi, the Pepsi condiment." And he goes, "Oh <laughs> shit! Here, have a bite, have a baseball." I'm so sorry, you have sorry. cancer now. <laughs> I'm so sorry, sir. 
a revolutionary new type of condiment enhanced with the rich caramel notes and citrusy pop of Pepsi Cola. We're entering into a new age where you're like, ah, can I get some Heinz for my dog? And they go, is Pepsi okay? Um, I just like, why isn't this coming to Toronto? I want this. So, so we're getting to the point where like, I don't know what's made up anymore. Like, especially now because <laughs> like i saw this i saw that this was from cnn business and i was still like this is a lie i've been lied to this is an ai regenerated article or some bullshit it like, like okay okay honestly though not flavor profiles wise not that insane no like it's just the concept of it and the it's name the concepts insane but flavor profile that makes perfect sense people like marinade chicken and coke and pepsi and like cook it like that's something people do like and it's just like sweet right like it's not like it's a crazy like, this ass is, flavor. this is going to be this is going to be like a weird version of like a barbecue sauce yeah like that's all it is like american barbecue sauce like the store brands anyways are so sweet anyways like yes yeah this is this is insane anyways also sorry just really quickly because it's a stellar quote while we're on the topic of baseball, um, Blue Jays player Brandon Belt has been just firing out like great quotes. Like, of course I'm an all-star. Of course I charted that all-star quote in the dugout for myself. You got to start things if you want to see them through. Um, Brandon Belt says he looks most looks forward to facing Logan Webb in their upcoming series against the Giants. Quote, I don't want to hurt his feelings, but I just want to embarrass his whole family. Jesus. It's just this man. I love this man. <laughs> Did you see Otani's looking at a 600 million? Uh... Yeah, that's not that's not shocking. Um, someone that did not shocking at all. Someone did uh, valuations for him as a pitcher and him as a hitter. And both are as a pitcher, six years, 202 million as a hitter, nine years, 326. Yep. Um, so you put those two together and you only have like you only have to have one of those in your lineup. Ooh. Listen, but if he gets injured, then you lose out your best hitter and your best pitcher. Yeah. I mean, but you can you can kind of say that for if he gets like a pitching injury like, oh, his rotator cuff is a little sore and he can't pitch, then you still have a fantastic DH. Mm-hmm. Um People... I mean, it doesn't matter. Baseball is like the least single person sport ever. Anyways. Oh, yes. So, and like, the Angels one are the perfect. One person's impact does not matter. The Angels they have are the two perfect of the best exemplar. people. They have Trout as well. Like, it's insane. So, yeah. Just the last <laughs> baseball thing, I swear. Uh, the Angels just played a three-game series against the Rockies. Uh, one of the games, <laughs> oh, no. the score was Angels 25, Rockies 1. That set a franchise record in hits and runs for the Angels. Like, absolute blowout. They outscored the Rockies in that in those three games, thirty-two to twelve. They lost the series two to three. They, it's, I it's like so insane. And the wild thing is, games one and three, Otani's really good. Game two, one for seven. When they score twenty-five runs, Otani is bad. Games one and three, Otani's really fucking good, and they lose both those games. <laughs> it's hilarious. They're cursed. It's just baseball is not a one person game. 
it's like on the scale of one person sports, you have the NBA. The, basketball, yeah, basketball. I think is the biggest one person sport out of like the majors. The NHL, uh, then the yeah, NFL, then the MLB. NFL? I, th- I don't even know. Maybe swap NFL and NHL. I think with shorter schedule, because like having the best quarterback in the league is going to put you just heads and above every other team, just automatically. Yeah, right? and like with Even only if you have 17 sh- games, else. like the individual impact can be a lot bigger. Yeah. That'd be an interesting thing to look up. That'd be an interesting chart party. <laughs> <laughs> Who, what athlete in each sport, sport has had the singular biggest well, impact? No, which sport does one person matter the most? And, like, fully break it down. Like, look at managers and coaches as well. Like, what is the impact of a single coach on a team Mm. in the four major sports? What is the impact of a manager? What is the impact of, like, front desk people? Like, if you swap out one person, the same sort of position in each sport, which sport has the biggest impact based on that one person changing? Interesting. Can we apply the same logic to an episode of Merlin? Okay, I guess we have to talk about Merlin. If we remove Morgana from this episode, is it good? No. We need to remove everyone from this episode. This is not a good episode, and I can already tell deep in my heart that this got like a nine on IMDb, and I'm going to be furious. Definitely. This had to have gotten a high rating. Dude, this is just like... All right, we'll we'll get into it, but on on the one hand, David... If you if you ignore everything else about it, it is just classic adventuring. Go get the like, go save the princess, or okay, I guess in this case, cool. The queen. But the I have so is. many fucking issues with this, dude. <laughs> oh no, everything else is terrible. <laughs> my but, hey, biggest, my a- biggest problem with this episode, just entirely, is none of it is earned. <laughs> like nothing feels earned, and everything they bring up that's like, supposed to have a big impact, including the big death at the end doesn't feel earned because like yes it all happened off fucking screen all right let's, so why let's do have, we care let's have the tv guide so we can instantly rag on this oh god all right let me let me scroll back up to the tv guide jesus it's also in pinned <laughs> messages oh god Nick's I did, an old I, Charlie, fogey. I he doesn't know how to use a fucking discord I don't, server I don't, I don't fucking i don't fucking pin messages charlie i i scroll back up over that horrifying mouse pad on my way it's great <laughs> david do you only know <laughs> the wasn't... word fogey because of the college humor jeggings bits that appeared in my <laughs> recommend nice. <laughs> the algorithm passed it to me like a day ago so it's fresh nice. on the brain <laughs> all right TV guide for this episode reads, Morgana kidnaps Gwen and locks her in the Dark Tower, counting on the fact that Arthur will come to his queen's rescue. Yep, yep. that's certainly what happens. Oh, God. Morgana yep. fled across the desert, and Arthur pursued him. If you've read the Dark Tower, that's a reference. That's a good <laughs> reference. That's the opening Anyways, lines to the Dark Tower. First moment of a scene that is not earned. Gwen and Elian at their father's grave. They were allowed to bury him in a marked <laughs> grave for a <laughs> like, traitor of Camelot? For, like, for a traitor and a sorcerer. And like saying, oh, I can't believe it's been so many years. And it's like, has it? Has it it's been? been like, it's been like four. So like fair. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. 
Oh, he was a good father. Elian, you were gone, my dude. You, you didn't you come did back. You, you were... You were... <laughs> oh. Oh. But yeah, like Man. they're just like, oh, he was a good father. I don't know how Gwen took him so far outside the limits by herself, presumably. Who else is burying like... Tom the blacksmith? He was also killed on the castle grounds by guards during an escape attempt. <laughs> like, I'm assuming I'm assuming they just burn his body afterwards. Like just I burn assume the they around. threw it in the sewers. Like yeah. he was working they, with sorcerers. Mass wait, wait. grave. But but like but like hear me out. What about what if they did and this was just like Gwen and Elian just making a grave later for their father, even though he's not I would, there. I would buy that more. Because they're like, yes. yeah, we don't actually want to do it at where he died. Because, you know, Uther, he threw him in a well. Classic Uther move. Then, then yeah, you let's, open... let's go out to the edge of Camelot and do something there. Then you open the shot with them finishing placing the stones on top and being like, look, it's a marker for dad. Like, I'm glad we did this together for dad. Like, instead of presumably he's buried there. It's just crazy because like why would they think going this far out of like how far away from camelot are they like where the fuck are they this i honestly i think this is the same region where merlin fucked around that one day and made the smoke monster like that the smoke tracks, dragon actually. and the villagers are like there's a sorcerer abound like that that seems like where they are but yeah, anyhow, they're riding back because I guess this day trip with all the Knights of Camelot and Arthur is just so that they can visit the grave instead of, you know, just Arthur and his wife and his brother-in-law. That seems a little bit more intimate. But oh no, Morgana is here. And she she summons a bunch of snakes and it spooks the horses. Snakes. And fucking Percival got bit by a snake, and I was really hoping he was gonna die by snake bite, but he's fine. Wait, Charlie, you mean you're not excited for Tom Hopper to show his feet later in this episode? Though they're not good grabbers, man. They're all blistered. Uh, uh, they are all blistered at the time. I but need, like, you, I you need my suckables to be clean. I, I hate that statement so much. <laughs> I can't wait for David to clip that and put that into the soundboard. That uh, that should be David. Hey, hey, editing David, clip that. No, hey, editing David, I'll kill you. Uh, he won't. You know he won't. But yeah, all the horses are startled by snakes, and they're like, "Gwen, you have to get out of here!" Like, or away from the snakes. Or you all just ride a little bit away, or kill the snakes. They're not magical. They're just snakes. You're wearing armor. Surely, what can they do to you if you? Don't let them near your face. Like, they they can't bite you anywhere but your face. Just don't let them bite your face. But no, yeah. Morgana captures Gwen. Oh, no. Yep. Gwen runs off by herself, not with Elian, by herself, and gets captured by, by Morgana here. Which is a real shame. But hey. We've we've learned. Look look at Morgana. She earned this, as as David has been saying. <laughs> she this is the one earned moment. <laughs> she she earned this kidnapping. <laughs> I mean, did she? Because then we cut to the infirmary where Gaius is treating his number one favorite thing, snake bites. 
oh dude he's like oh well, no, doesn't shit he, doesn't he have to let them die like is it just like shit they got bit, bit by a snake and as we all know those are 100 percent fatal <laughs> they're like guys we know you've never been able to treat these before but we have snake bites and guys is like oh that shit's easy <laughs> and then fucking That's... no one notices that morgana like they entered camelot got to the infirmary chilled for a little bit before anyone was like hey where's the queen and needed arthur prompting them to be like where is the queen oh god yeah that happened what a what a great way of being like oh well that was awkward i guess we we made our way back just made sure that we got back safe no one went to protect the queen uh (laughs) you know as as sworn knights of camelot our sacred duty is to make sure these snake bites get treated before like did they think that she just rode back to the kingdom and like they missed her on the way there listen they were just taking a they were just taking a page out of uther's book and were just like listen like peasant queen she's she's a consort at most like we'll get a real one later he should have married that gedrif chick yep we could still have gedrif if he had fucking coward i want i was gonna take my wife to that maze for our honeymoon (laughs) Some guards uh, are really fucking pissed about that because they were in a really good yeah. honeymooning spot. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, the queen's not here. Let's go rescue her, I guess. Um, Elian feels bad about this because he's like, shit, that was my sister, and I guess I let this happen. And Arthur's like, don't worry, I, we, we're gonna go get him. We're gonna go get her back. And away they go. Yeah, they just ride out immediately. And yeah. I, I think they're to trying fair, to. There's no Gwen. There's no Gwen for Arthur to argue about for going out on a mission here. That's true. So Arthur just gets to do it. But it also seems like they're trying to put an emphasis on like, oh, Arthur's been driven like crazy with worry and and fear, and he's pushing his men past their limits. But the only time that's really displayed is like, oh no, Percival has blisters. Wah wah. And Merlin well, loses his footing and almost falls. Mwah, mwah. Like, surely they could have done, like, he forced them to march throughout the night. And, like, he's ignoring their advice. But, no, they they don't do that. No, let's, uh, let, let's continue on here. So, uh, Morgana, we get a forest scene of uh, Morgana, like, with na- kidnapped Gwen. Um... Being like, hey, you should get some sleep. Probably last time you're going to get some sleep for a while. Um, not concerning at all, but it's fine. Uh, they continue on their way as the knights try and make their way back and try and pick up the trail. Um, and this is, I don't know, there's, it's happened a lot in the more recent episodes. There's like a couple of good moments, but like if you actually boil down what happens over the next while, it is just Morgana and Gwen arrive at the Dark Tower. Um, Morgana starts essentially just like psyops on Gwen, <laughs> like magical psyops is what happens. Yeah, this is just this is just torture. She's just psychologically this is, this, torturing her. This is just psychological torture, um, and uh, it's you've added in some magical, like some magic elements to it as well uh, by having. You know, people she loves just like 
showing up in her vision. Um, but it, it's just psyops, including it's... Caius just showing up and then laughing. Yeah, <laughs> very dude. I kind of loved how many of the characters just showed up. Were like, hey, "You're trapped. <laughs> you're <laughs> gonna die. You're gonna die. No one's here to help you. No one's coming." And then there's like. Oh, right, because it's all Mandrake Root, which is how they're doing the, like, nightmare thing. Is yeah, them... she's hung Mandrake Roots fucking everywhere from the ceiling. Yeah. Like, but then she also, is... like, sits Gwen down for dinner and is like, I spent two years locked in the dark. I would have thanked well, someone for this kindness. I'm like, okay, but, like, ugh. Well, no, like, yeah, it's 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 stupid, but sure, I understand they're trying to do the whole like, yeah, no, you can't trust anyone but me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna beat that into you here. But once and again, Mandrake roots are gonna. We see the outcome of this, and it does not feel earned. It really doesn't feel earned. Not even a like, little bit. No, there's there is no moment in this episode before the reveal at the end where I think, yeah, that was the turning point for Gwen. Like, legitimately. Like, I I was completely baffled, despite having watched this whole episode about the ending. Like, it it, it makes no sense. I I understand. We'll, we'll get there. Um, But I, I understand what I think they were trying to go for for the turning point. But it's just insane. But it's like, I've also seen worse shows pull off this episode and do it better. Yes, which is this is a bad take of, of this episode. Just do fucking mind control magic instead of psyops. Just do mind control magic. Bring that fucking filthy fetishist back, and she will write you a mind control episode. That's all you have to do. Actually, in fact, who wrote this episode? Uh, Julian Jones. Anyways, okay. while while you're looking that up, let's get to the other the other group of characters for this. Uh, they make their way back to where Gwen was. They're trying to pick up the pick up the trail. They camp for the night. Uh, during uh, during the night, uh, Leon and Percival, you know, the two knights who got bitten by those snakes, have identical dreams about a spooky tower. Um, that Arthur's like, well, shit, I I know that tower. That's the Dark Tower. Guess we're gonna go there. Probably means that Gwen's there. If you both had that dream, which if I'm remembering uh, the book right. I'm pretty sure the gunslinger also dreams of the Dark Tower. Like, there's they're, too many references to a better piece of media. Which is funny. It's like, I just, why? Why call it, is this based in Arthurian lore? Like, is this is this a thing? I don't, I don't know. That's, that's for our current silent comrade, David. I just, uh. Uh, yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, Arthur knows uh, that typically the Dark Tower spells doom for for adventurers who travel its way. Uh, but it's it's pretty hard to reach it. You gotta go through the impenetrable forest. Uh, but but fuck it, they're gonna make their way through the impenetrable forest. And, and the forest is so way. fucking impenetrable that Percival breaks a sword. And is just yes. way too casual, but oh, it was blunt anyways. Bro, you, you hit it against some vines. Like, that's how, bad how in the craftsmanship. Fuck? Maybe you shouldn't have killed the best blacksmith in the kingdom and kept the royal blacksmith, huh, Uther? Uh, 
I did, in fact, love, though, Arthur just kind of like, okay, yeah, and hands him another sword. And I really wanted this bit to continue where Merlin carries like five extra swords because Percival's too strong and breaks them so frequently. Listen, that that explains so much as to why Percival also just like has doesn't have the, the chain mail all the way down his arms and wears the tank top chain mail. It, it's just he breaks metal too easily. That's what he does. But it's also a plot MacGuffin, so they have a little cookie crumb to see when they spend a whole day wandering through the impenetrable forest. Oopsie daisies, they've been walking in circles. Oops. Because we can see that broken sword hilt lying on the ground. And we can see that piece of Gwen's cape. I'm going to call it a cape. <laughs> yeah, cloak, cape. Cape. It's, it's a cape. But yeah, they uh, all got big red capes on. They get some rest. Arthur's understandably pissed. Uh, and Merlin has to play group psychologist and be like, chill, boys, chill. We'll get the hottie slash your sister back. Exactly. Um, in the meantime, Gwen is having visions of various people. Uh, sees Elian, sees Merlin, sees Gaius. Um, and... The, the psyops continue with Morgana here. Uh, overnight with the camping, um, we have Merlin go make his way into the forest and chat with the magical forest being. Oh yeah, fucking Queen Mab. Yup. Who's like, one She's... of your party will not return! And you're like, fucking exactly. finally, one of them's gonna die, let's go! They're killing another one. It's happening. So, like, they're going to kill all of them by the time of the series finale, right? Like, we're just going to be down. To, it's just going to be Merlin. Everyone else is dead. That that tracks. Just slowly, one by one. How fast do you think they're going to kill the rest of them, Charlie? Percival has to be the second last to die. It needs to go second Percival last... and then Arthur. Okay. So, all the other knights, Percival, then Arthur. You're a madman. <laughs> and Percival will They've have a more dramatic episodes. death scene. Percival is either going to have a super dramatic death scene or they're going to be like, ah, oh, an arrow hit Percival and he died off screen 10 minutes ago. Oh, dude, we're going to get to Percival pulling an arrow out of his leg soon. Oh, God. Like a monster. <laughs> this, <laughs> the traps are so fucking <laughs> stupid. I forgot about the traps. Sorry. Sorry, we're not there yet. Uh, Yeah, Merlin's like, ah, I could just magic my way out of this bitch. And the fairy, who's not a fairy, is like, I guess, yeah, sure. Go do that. Get, get, like, just use your, just use your special magic eyes. See through the forest. That's how you'll get out of here. And, and Merlin Uh, do that business and runs and the knights are like, all right, fine, fuck it. Merlin, Merlin turns into a bloodhound for the next part of this episode. (laughs) It's just Colin Morgan bent over staring in the distance hustling through some woods and it's wonderful it's it's great it's but yeah and then gwen's Listen, still getting we... psych tortured and she's hearing yep, psyops are still happening oh, and then we get um... to the desolate area around the dark tower and percival has blisters it's like socks are a thing though right like uh not not for percival he he busts right through socks. He's too strong. He's too strong. He's he's too strong. Have you seen how how hard he can feet just <laughs> bust right through those socks? But not the boots, just the socks. Oh yeah, no, the boots are made of stronger material. The, the socks though, those chainmail socks bust right through them. 
Yeah. But yeah, he t- <laughs> so this is the first bit where like he takes his boot off and you see like it I think they want to be like, "Oh, look at how bad his feet are," but it's like it's four blisters and yes, those are extremely painful. I think they could have made it more grotesque like his feet are bleeding. Like they've been- They definitely could have. Uh I will say as someone who currently has a blister on the bottom of his foot, um it sucks. Yeah. But as like a visual I'm like a motherfucker a, right now. A visual shorthand. Blisters are not great. Yes, agreed. I I think it would have worked better if like his feet were actually bleeding and Arthur was still like we have to keep moving. I don't care about you. We have to keep moving. Um Yeah, I think the whole point of the blisters was it's like, oh man, it's so hot here that his feet have just like these are heatless. See, I didn't get that. I thought it was just like, oh, look, we're, we've been walking so much, which uh, is a discredit I, to the writing because it doesn't yeah. communicate that properly. Yeah, I, I believe in mine, but I could see yours. Um, Merlin anyways, slips and falls and almost impales himself, and I almost cheered. Would have been, would have been great. <laughs> and we'll, we now get to the PSYOPs part that I guess works. I guess this is what turns Gwen. Um, is fucking mystical, magical Arthur um, coming up and being like, hey, don't worry, Gwen. It's actually me. I'm here to save you. Gwen being like, no, I know you're not real. Um, and then, you know, it not being like it not being Arthur. So once Gwen eventually does believe, no, it is Arthur. Uh, he just starts laughing at her. Well, um, so I'm going to read this from the wiki because I think the person writing this section had a stroke. <laughs> oh no Morgana enters and the hallucinations stop she tells Gwen she is no torn but can no longer lonely because she says her Gwen appears to succumb but resists once more and says she would rather die she tells Gwen she is no torn but can no longer lonely because <laughs> she says her <laughs> please tell me you see this section as well I do. I <laughs> what the fuck? What what is happening here? What? Okay. Uh I I my English is not advanced enough to understand <laughs> this. I'm going to guess and from my memory it's more going to be like you're not broken and you don't have to be lonely cuz you have me, your best friend Morgana. Never mind yeah. that I tried to kill you five times. And Gwen's like, mm, maybe, but actually you're a bitch, so no. So this isn't even her breaking point. Like, she she still shows signs of resistance, so this isn't the turning point. Yeah. Um, alright. Charlie. The turning point out. has to occur off screen, then. Hear me out. Duplicate. You think this is a clone Gwen? clone Gwen I think unfortunately that would be a much better twist that's wrong I think it's just shoddy writing so so here's what I will ask if clone Gwen does exist it it, does that save part of this episode yes all right I'm I'm curious I don't remember if clone Gwen exists it just that feels like the only way you write yourself out of this court here with how badly you set this up like just don't have her say oh i would rather die than trust you kind of thing just leave that as an ambiguous moment so the reveal at the end of the episode makes sense 
Because the, yeah. the knights show up, there's some traps. Uh, Percival gets an arrow to the leg, and Arthur's like, I don't give a shit. Merlin has to magic another arrow out of the way of his head, and no one notices for bullshit reasons. Uh, Dude, I just love I just love that Percival takes an arrow to his leg, goes, ah, shit, pulls it out, and is like, all right, I'm good to go. Didn't hit my femoral, motherfucker. I'm fine. <laughs> you, you think my blood isn't thick enough that it's already stopped bleeding? <laughs> no, think my mm. blood's just pure protein. It's just whey. <laughs> Wait, you you thought I had muscles? No, this is just like a nutri- like a like a hardened nutrient bath. I don't need I don't need veins. <laughs> I am just muscle. There's no skeletal structure here. I'm just muscle. This is this is muscle. There's no bleeding. There's no issues. It just reforms around it. Easy. But also, like the knights are trying to like figure their way through this like trapped room, and I'm just kind of like you can see where the bolts are coming from, though. Just, just step and run across. Elian runs across and is fine. Well, Elian's already a little ways ahead. Like he's rushing ahead. Um, but also crawl. Just crawl? Yeah, none of them seem to be at anything above, like, shoulder height. Just crawl. Uh, yeah. Just crawl. And then Elian has to fight an enchanted blade. And I'm 90% sure this blade swings around, hits the outside of his arm, his chainmail-covered arm, and then suddenly has stabbed him through the chest. His chainmail-covered chest. And I have so many issues. I don't like this scene. And it's dumb. Just grab yeah. the sword. But yeah, hey, maybe his death is what turns Gwen? I, like, I guess that's the turning point. Unless there's a clone Gwen. That's that's the turning point, I guess, is Elian's death. Because she's certainly sad to see her brother die. And I guess it's like, well, shit. Like, Arthur, like, he was one of Arthur's knights, like, this wouldn't have happened if he wasn't with Arthur, but also it wouldn't have happened if you weren't here. Yeah. Came to save you. This is, this is on you. The immediate joke that came to mind when they actually killed Elian was the writers or the producers discovered they only needed one black person to satisfy BBC diversity requirements. Oh no. They're like, we don't need to pay two of them. Kill off Elian. And then they cut to a scene of a lot of the main cast Standing for his funeral. A lot of whiteies in that crowd. Yeah, they burn him at the lake. They, like, so, so question. Is this just everyone's dumping grounds? Or did Merlin go, no, guys, I got a spot. Did Merlin start a trend? Where they're like, Merlin, we need to bury another knight. Where did you put Lancelot? (laughs) For the second time? Is this just, is this just the canonical, like... Burial, like, Viking funeral grounds of the Knights of Camelot now? I guess so, maybe because the sword and the stone was there? But it wasn't even! This isn't where he got it from! No, it's in the woods nearby, isn't it? Or is it in a completely different... I don't know how nearby it was! Yeah, that's the thing. (laughs) Merlin brings it to Arthur. Like, only Merlin knows that the sword was in this lake. Outside of that, no one should know that. No, because Merlin... Puts it in the stone at the end of like season three. Yes. So is that supposed to be right next to the lake, or is that supposed to be in a completely different spot for some fucking reason? Who knows? 
who fucking knows but all all that we need to know is like this this lake is now the the burial place for the knights i guess they send him on a boat they give him a viking funeral yep which they they learned something from the vikings as they got pillaged by them i guess yeah. and then oh gwen's like sad and like she has a nice moment with arthur and then she runs away and oh, you're the only one I can trust, Morgana. I'll be their downfall. We'll ruin Camelot together. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. Hey, David's back just in time for us to shit all be over back. the ending of this episode. Almighty. David, you. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, did they good? talk? Did Morgana talk about how she was locked in a fucking well for like two years or some shit? We are at the happen. end of the episode. Okay. We are literally I just need at to touch upon episode. some points. About the more of the not earned, because I have these in me, I need to get them out. Definitely, Morgana bitching about being locked under a well for two years. Again, happen off screen. Like, Merlin does not get to earn that trauma. <laughs> like, just telling us something happened off screen. And then also Morgana not changing her behavior at all does not make it a traumatizing effect, like event. Nothing changed. Morgana's still the same evil bitch. Can I, it's also insane that Morgana never at one point tries to sell the fact that, hey, Gwen, remember when you were my like maid or some shit and we were friends? Not at all. Like, not even once in this entire fucking episode. Ridiculous. Uh, next thing is the knights promising to go with Arthur. And they're all like, oh, yeah, like, oh, she's our friend or our queen. I'm like, really? I've never seen you talk to her. I'm like, <laughs> I don't recall a single scene where you, Sir Leon, has talked to Gwen. Like, are you kidding me? And I can then, believe Percival and her are friends in that Percival is very dumb and she takes pity on it. Okay, yeah, but cool. But it, it like, they were sacrificed. No, it's not shown. They, them, like, saying they'll sacrifice themselves isn't earned because we don't know anything else about their lives. Like, the whole point of a sacrifice and the whole point of the hero's journey is to show, like, what that person is giving up by moving forwards or by going to. Like, you need to see where they are currently and you need to see what changes their status quo and what they're refusing to go back to by answering the call to adventure. There is none of that. Like, of course you guys are going to go with him. You're fucking NPC companions. Not one of you has a single original thought in your heads. <laughs> like, it's just not earned. Uh, we we also put on not earned is Gwen's turn. Like they oh, don't show oh, the actual turning not moment. Turned. On incredibly camera. not earned at all. Like and just like why isn't this just more mind control magic? Why are they like acting like this? That's is what I said. Will like it doesn't make any sense. David, David, the only redeeming way that I can see out of this here is that that is a Gwen clone. That is the only way. The other thing, uh, Queen Mab just appearing out of nowhere in the woods, like, also incredibly not earned. <laughs> How dare you use the name of the Queen of the Fairies for another NPC character? <laughs> Especially when Merlin killed her husband, the King of the Fairies? Like, come I on? Think, I think she's different. She's not a she. I, She's just yes, a spirit. but her name is Queen Mab. No, it I know. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, you don't get to use that name unless you're saying she's the Queen of the Fae. Like, absolutely insane. Also not earned. Um, and finally, uh, like, fucking Elaine's entire death is not earned. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. It, this is, like... This would be the climax of like a 10 year long epic fantasy novel series with everything they're trying to do, except they've made up all the big like reveals. Like this is like 
there is no backstory. The entire point of epic fantasy is the time. Like part of what makes epic fantasy important and what makes it so like interesting is that it takes so long. Is that the books are so long and they they zoom into time and you do get to experience all of the quiet time with characters where not big things are happening and you care about them because you get to see them just be happy or like have lives outside yeah, of the adventure. You get you get to see their their characters and the things they value and knowing that they may have to give up one or yes. more of those things that's what to lends bring weight overall to their safety actions. to everything yeah, yeah that's what lends weight to that and because we get none of that with any of these characters except for merlin arthur like and gwen sort of <laughs> like, you, you have to see frodo and sam drinking and eating at a pub to understand how difficult it is when they're eating scraps of bread and the last remnants of water in mordor yeah, or you have to meet Frodo's, like, second cousin that's not, like, that he doesn't really like because he's a bit of a dick, but ultimately, over the grand scheme of everything, is perfectly fine. <laughs> Once you get introduced <laughs> to, like, fucking Sauron, you're like, oh yeah, no, that cousin was not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, you need to have those small conflicts, you need to have those moments of nothing for any story to make, like, to matter. And that is my greatest problem with Merlin. It's like they are trying to go from hit to hit to hit without building the way there. There's like, they are jumping from point to point without laying the groundwork or the foundation for any of what should be climactic moments. And that's why they mean nothing to me. And they're incredibly hollow. Okay, cool. And that's that episode of Ep uh, Merlin, <laughs> audience. Thanks for listening along. Yeah, this- David, uh, on that note, what's your rating? Fucking uh, rough. Fucking like a 0.5. <laughs> Ooh, a 0.5. Uh, yeah. Nick, what's your rating? Um, I like this isn't a great episode. This is here's here's the thing. This could have been like the whole concept behind it of like, cool, let's go save the maiden, or in this case, the queen from the like tower, and like let's which go, they like, even on fucking saber. hang a lampshade cool. on. Like they but, fucking like, say they... that word for word in the episode, and I'm like, you don't deserve that. You didn't even earn that snark. <laughs> like you haven't earned that. <laughs> exactly there's it's it's like oh cool that's a fun idea man you kind of like fucked it up in every way like as, as david has stated every part of it is unearned um and i understand you're a tv show you can't spend 40 hours bringing us up to like certain things because you you have to make the money and you have to have I like mean, interesting things but they can't but, you don't <laughs> like that's the whole point of a tv show we're on episode like okay so we're how many total episodes of merlin have has there been at this point? Like, uh 26 39 52, 52 58 uh 58. yeah so they've had 58, yeah, 58 almost hour-long episodes already to build these characters up nick they have had 40 hours like <laughs> yeah it's yeah, not even had about 40 it's hours. not even building the world or the lore like oh we've never heard of the dark tower before this came out of nowhere no, it's it's more like everything seems to be out of character for everyone except for like like MacGuffins. Wayne, who dreams about cheese that tastes like apple pie. Yeah, plot MacGuffins are allowed to be plot MacGuffins. I am like, this is not a as much as I hate it. It's not a plot focused show. Merlin is about the characters. Like we like it is a character driven show. Like the characters are much more important. So it's fine to just like randomly like oh a griffin attacks. Like that's fine. Like, Merlin's you don't in the woods and he's picking mushrooms and a griffin attack. Fuck it. 
Yeah, you don't need to tell me the deep lore about where the griffins came from and why the griffins are here and why they love mushrooms or some shit. And that's why they attacked Merlin. Like, I don't need that, but I do need to give a shit about the characters if that's what you're trying to sell me. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I'm going to give this like a one and a half. Like, there were some, there were a couple fun things, but overall, very, very unearned episode. Not great. I'm giving it a one because it wasn't even fun to watch while wine drunk. That's I think is the worst criticism I can give. Oh no. Uh this was viewed by six point eight five million viewers. We seem to have really solidified the six point eight ish range. Um we'll see if that continues. And the big exciting thing, this got a seven point seven on IMDB, making oh. it the lowest rated episode of Merlin since season four, episode eight. Can we also seven point two? wise, can we call it the optics of killing the only other black character on the show? Oh, don't just, worry, Charlie. Just wait there. until you listen back to the to the recording. Cool, because what insane optics! Like, can't it uh, make sense? He's the David's actually going to have to listen to the whole thing for the edit just so he can get jokes. But like, oh, David, the optics are horrendous. David, there's, there's also there's also a soundbite that you gotta grab. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, shit, there is. There's there's a good there's a good soundbite that Charlie that Charlie let out into the world. It has to do with feet, so you're probably gonna want to grab that. Oh, insane! All right, <laughs> yeah, we didn't even time code it for you. That's how <laughs> you funny. absolute monsters. Ugh. It's 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 pretty early on. It'll be great. <laughs> so far, our average ratings. Oh man, Nick's the optimist at an average of a two point one seven. Oh my god! David is the pessimist at one point six seven, and I'm the in between at one point nine two. We uh, the IMDb shit. average is eight point zero eight. We uh, don't like this season of Merlin. Holy crap! <laughs> it's Holy shit. shit. That's why we it's... don't like it. As we mentioned last episode, it's bad in an entirely different way from Fringe. It's so insane, and it's it's somehow worse. Like, ugh. Anyways, we've already talked way too much about that, and I'm sure we'll talk way too much about that still later. But, like, holy fuck. Ugh. Yeah. Wow. Alright. I think who's- that'll bring us to the end of this episode of Merlin. I'm glad I came back in time to do this outro. Um, I'm sure Charlie and Nick had great fun stories. Um, sorry about that audience. I had to go take care of some stuff. Anyways, uh, if you liked that episode without me until my rant at the end, uh, feel free to give us a review or a like on your podcasting service, uh, choice, uh, be that, you know, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Pandora, iHeartRadio, all of that jazz. Um, also, feel free to reach out to us at Twitter at Forsaf, F-O-U-R-S-A-F, or through email at Forsaf at gmail.com. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Outro. Our intro and outro music is The Butterfly, Kid on the Mountain by Slunch. I, uh, I really tried on that pronunciation. I don't think it's correct, but that's what YouTube tells me. 